0: You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lebeau's Life Lessons. I'm Leboe Colbert, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. So today, I'm going to start my series entitled The Principled Woman. And this is going to be a series dedicated to helping young women to become logical decision makers and to make sure that we are using our minds and not only using our hearts in decision making and how we live our lives. So this is entitled The Principal Woman, Logical Versus Emotional Decision Making. So um, most of my audience is young women. And when I was growing up, I always admired those women who were strong, who were leaders, um, who had great wisdom, and who lived by strong principles, and they were not pushed around or taken advantage of, and and they gave me something to look up to when I was growing up. And so I grew up admiring uh, a lot of women in history, especially in ancient history, even far as far back as Nefertiti, and um and then also Josephine Baker, so when I was about uh let's say seventeen years old, I had a class project even, and um one of we had to select someone to do a uh a biography on a uh, you know to talk about their life and do a presentation. I chose Josephine Baker. And my grandmother, who was a seamstress, she created this beautiful costume, and I literally <laughs> impersonated Josephine Baker and presented my my uh, project. And so um, that was a fond memory. But thinking about Josephine Baker as I got older, I started to look into her a little bit more when I when I was grown up, and. I found that there was a lot of things about her life and who she was as an individual and not just a performer that kind of made me take a step back and look at her in terms of, okay, would I really admire Josephine Baker, the woman, and not just the legend? And the reason why I said that is because there were certain things about the decisions that she made that personally I would not have made. And there was a lot of great things that she did, but in her personal life there was a lot of chaos. Let's put it that way. And I can see how a person like Josephine Baker was set up from the beginning to go down a rocky path in terms of how she handled her personal life. And unless you really look into her, you wouldn't know that she had a lot of troubling issues she dealt with. The reason why I bring that example up is because we're talking about being a principled woman. And what is that really? A principled woman is a woman who has strong principles that she lives by. The name of this podcast, for those who are who are chiming in from TikTok is LaBoe's Life Lessons, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and all of that good stuff. And so I'm bringing up Josephine Baker because on the outside she looks very successful, but in her personal life she had a lot of issues, so much to the point where I wonder if she really enjoyed her success. Now, there was a lot of great um, issues uh, social issues that were going on during the time she lived. She, she lived through Hitler. She, she lived through civil rights. Um, and she had a lot of run-ins with raci- racism her whole life from the beginning. And those contributed to the different issues that she had going on, but not as much as the issues that she created for herself. And so to use the example of Josephine Baker is to say that on the outside you can appear to be very successful, but you won't feel successful if you are not a principled woman. So where, you know, two women, two different walks of life, let's say you're not a Josephine Baker, you did not uh, become someone famous, um, And you live a simple life. But if you are principled enough to where you live your life with happiness and real success, it doesn't matter if you never become as big as Josephine Baker. Few do. But if you have the peace of mind that she didn't have, I would say that you are more successful. So... If you have any questions, you can ask questions and I am going to read them um, throughout the podcast, but they have to be on topic. I'm not switching my topic, guys. Uh, so it has to be about um, it has to be about the topic at hand and we're talking about being a principled woman. Okay. So, and it has to have a real purpose. It can't just be for the purpose of debate. It has to be a question you actually want to know for a real reason in order to gain clarity or to help people. Um, Because I do know that on TikTok, people get on TikTok to debate people, and that's not what I do. I get on TikTok to uplift so that's what that is about. So make sure that you're sharing this if you know a young woman who is up and coming or a young woman who is looking for direction in life. We're going to talk about what it means to be a strong woman and a woman who lives on purpose and actually makes the impact that she wants to live uh, leave and actually is living a life that she wants to live. But Josephine Baker is a definitely a very interesting character to look into, great study, great read. All right, first I want to start off by saying that no one is born principled. It takes training. So let's just not assume that The it girl that we see out there or the it woman has been making all the right moves her whole life. That is not true. And one of the things that we can do to help other women and to encourage other women on our walk is to reveal those inconsistencies, those flaws and failures. A lot of women today are so worried about people reveling in their unhappiness They're so worried about a hater being happy that they have failed at something, that they won't allow themselves to be vulnerable enough and transparent enough to show that, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm still pressing on. And when you're you're more worried about those things that are insignificant, you're missing the entire point of success. Success is not just for you to enjoy for yourself. It's to inspire others. It's, it's to give people a hope. And if you're worried about not looking perfect because you're worried about how it'll, it'll affect you, you're not being used at your highest capability because you... You are also capable of encouraging people, but they can never be encouraged by you if they assume that you're perfect, that you're a genius, that you've done everything right, and you have all the answers, and that you're somehow better than them. There is no woman that is born knowing what to do all the time, okay? Even though that's how a lot of women like to lead their life today, um, trying to appear that they do that and that's a prison. And so, when I talk about being a principled woman, I I don't mean putting on the image of a principled woman. I'm talking about being a principled yet flawed woman who is still principled regardless of the mistakes that she makes along the way. Okay? Because success is not linear. So, If you're wondering if this is for you, I'm going to help you to see if this is for you. And some of you may be listening and you're thinking, oh, this isn't for me. Um, This doesn't apply to me. Especially some of you men who are listening, you're thinking um, this only has to do with women. I want you to consider this. This is about being a principled person. And there's many people out there that are not serious about improving themselves and being better. They want to say that they are, you know, pursuing the best in life and they're doing what's right for themselves and etc. And they're making all the wrong choices for themselves. So let's see if you're a principled person. I'm going to give you some of the signs, and you'll be able to to be able to see who's principled and unprincipled in your life as well. And the difference in people is not who's better. We all have different principles that we live by in different aspects of our lives. In one way, we are weak, and in other ways, we're strong. In some ways, we're wise, and in other ways, we're a fool. So where you excel over somebody else, somebody else is excelling in your weakness. So this isn't about putting anybody down. It's about self-examination and self-analysis and self-accountability. So if you're an unprincipled woman or an unprincipled person, I'm going to tell you how you come off. And you need to know this because if you're not aware of yourself, you're messing up your opportunities and you're your greatest enemy. So if you're an unprincipled woman person you come off as envious, envious. People who are unprincipled give the vibe that they are jealous. They give the give other people the sense that they are kind of a hater. And some of these will apply and some of them won't, but keep listening. Number two, they come off as irrational. Like their decisions don't make sense. Like they're doing things that just don't add up. And it's not common sense and it's not wise. And it's an illogical way of handling a situation. Number three, they're short-sighted. They do things that please them now that they'll have to pay for later. Unprincipled people do this a lot. Okay? They do this a lot. Number four, you come off as narcissistic, or let's say self-centered. Some people don't like that word. Let's say you come off as self-centered, okay? Like you don't consider other people's feelings, and you're only thinking of yourself. Number five is you'll come off as if you're aggressive, like you're too dominant or controlling, Okay, And how does this all tie into being unprincipled? I'm going to talk about that, and you'll see. If you're just tuning in, this is LeBeau's Life Lessons, and we are talking about being unprincipled and being principled because too many of us are living unprincipled lives, and we wonder why things keep going wrong, and it's us. Okay. Number six, passive aggressive. You come off as petty and passive aggressive. Okay. Some people claim that today. Today is cool to claim that you are petty, the queen of petty. Okay. But that's being unprincipled, uncontrolled. And finally, number seven. Generally impulsive, you come off as an impulsive person. So one through seven, you may not check off everything on the list, but envious, irrational, short-sighted, narcissistic, aggressive, passive-aggressive, generally impulsive. Now ask yourself, would you want that person on your team? Is that person a person you want to do business with, want to work with, want to be friends with? No, well, none of us are perfect, but if you notice people backing away from you, this may be the reason why, and you can pass it off as, as a lot of things, and I don't know you, so you can't say that I know you enough to call you out and tell, you, tell your business, but if inside of you this is resonating, I don't want you to condemn yourself. I want you to take accountability of it because some of you are asking for, you're looking for clarity and you're asking, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And you keep looking externally and you're blaming external factors and you're not looking within yourself. You're not really looking in the mirror. Now, throughout this series, I'm going to touch on a few things today. I'm going to touch on being an unprincipled woman. And I'm going to show you the things that unprincipled people do all the time. I just showed you how you come off to other people. And you listening now, you're probably identifying people as I'm saying these things. If you haven't seen it in yourself, I know you've seen it in other people. And usually we call those people jerks. But you don't have to stay that way, right? So, But I'm going to talk to you about today what unprincipled people do. And uh, the next time we talk, I'll talk about what are unprincipled people motivated by, because in order to live like that, You have to have strong driving forces, things that keep pushing you to be that way. That's why it's so hard to break that mindset. But I'm going to talk about that and how emotional thinking messes us up in life in different ways and I'm going to talk about how it messes us up when we use emotional thinking instead of logical thinking. And then... I'm going to discuss the habits of a highly principled woman. So, and then I'm going to also give some of the principles I live by. For inspiration purposes, not to say that you should live by my principles. Okay, but the difference in people is what principles they've chosen to live by. Now, we're going to go down the list of things that unprincipled people do I wrote down 13 um, but I was trying to like space it out it could have been more but if you are watching me right now um, you can share this to somebody that you think needs to hear it somebody that doesn't listen to you but they might listen to me because I might say something that gives them a realization that they wouldn't accept from you. And, of course, remember that you can find this podcast, if you come in late, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Spotify. All right. The unprincipled woman. The unprincipled woman is easily deceived by charm. Charm. And this is just people in general. A lot of people are easily deceived by charm because this is what we like. We like to be charmed. We like for people to kiss our butt. We like for people to, to, um, to try to say things that appeal to us and to make us smile and to make us laugh all uh, as a front behind the scenes, they're doing something else, okay? And an unprincipled woman, we all can agree, is probably going to be easily deceived by charm. And this is why unprincipled women oftentimes get deceived by men who are charming. And one of the ways to fix that is to screen everyone. Now, you, if you are employed, you know that there's a process when you get hired, right? When you get hired, there is a process. And the first thing after they receive your application is screening. Somebody's going to call you, get on the phone, and make sure that you are not a crazy person. Before they look at you, they want to hear how you sound and how you think and how you articulate. And this is the way that people try to feel you out to see if you deserve to go to the next level, right? Okay. In the same way, a principal woman screams. How do you screen? How do you screen somebody if they are right in front of you and you're just now meeting them? Anybody in the comments, you have any, any examples of screening? How would you screen a person you do not know? The way that I screen is through body language. So some of you not being familiar with me, I used to be a therapist. And one of the things I had to do, and I cannot, I cannot undo it out of my mind, is I had to study body language very th- thoroughly. It is a blessing and a curse that goes with me everywhere I go, and I'm very grateful to it. Now, I'll tell you this, studying body language does not prevent you from getting duped, but it's the first level of self-defense in terms of making sure you don't get taken advantage of, and Maybe one day I'll do a body language podcast if that's what y'all want. I'll do a body language podcast and give you all of my secrets on how I screen people. But I definitely screen people. And anybody that is in business should learn how to learn body language. You should learn um, the way that people interrogate, how investigators, detectives, all of this stuff. There's so much wisdom in it. And it'll tell you a lot about people. A really good book to read is um, Human Nature by Robert Greene. It goes into depth about this. And when I was listening to his book, I was just nodding my head when it was talking all about body language because it's so telling. But when I'm in front of someone, the principle that I live by is I always study body language first. It tells me a lot about a person behind the mask because everybody is masking in public. How do you know what this person is really after or what this person is really like? First, look at the body language. And I can't go into depth about that, but it's definitely worth it to invest in learning that. Okay, number two. An unprincipled woman often mistakes personality for character. An unprincipled woman often mistakes personality for character because she believes they're one and the same. And when she is getting to know someone whether it's a friend or an intimate partner candidate, she's asking questions that don't show don't reveal character. She's not being observant. In fact, she's in her own head and she's thinking about her own thoughts and she's not really listening to the person, okay? And so she's missing all the red flags. And people are always showing red flags because though they are masking, people cannot mask everything. And if you know how to ask pointed questions and listen and pay attention, to body language, which is a it's a co- combined, if you're observant and you know how to read body language at the same time, you could get a completely different message than what that person is saying to you because their body will be telling you something completely different. But she's not asking the right questions. She's not listening properly. And she's not... Really taking notes. So one of the principles I live by is that when I meet someone new, I give them the opportunity to talk. And I take notes. If I give an answer, I give an answer, and then I bounce it back to them, the question. Now, when I'm with my friends, you know you're my friend because I'll talk a lot with you. If you're not my friend, I'm observing you and you're not going to get a lot out of me. So taking notes, what are you taking notes on? You're taking notes on the stories that they're telling you. People will literally out themselves. They will out their bad behavior as a joke. They'll tell you things that they've done that were really messed up. But... You don't see it as them telling your character. You think, oh, that's how they used to be. Well, you don't know them well enough to know if that's the way they used to be, but you do also know that past behavior is a good indicator of future behavior most of the time. So you have to take into consideration the things that they reveal about themselves or put them in situations mentally right so if they're not telling you things about themselves maybe they're they're really you know manipulative so they're not going to say anything that makes them look bad you can ask them situational questions or you can find other ways you can pay attention the, to the way they talk to somebody on the phone or how they treat someone now you see the thing that i really don't like about us women is that Even when we see all these things, we will still ignore them. And that's the problem. We will still ignore them. You can know body language and all this stuff and still ignore all the red flags. So the way that you overcome that is you ask people questions that matter, that actually reveal character. And if you need some inspiration, scroll down my page. I give a lot of questions that you could use when somebody is trying to hide their true intentions and their true character, you can ask these questions and it will open things up, right? And listen to the stories and actually stop talking their head off and let them show you who they are. Number three, the third thing an unprincipled woman or unprincipled person does is they forgive without enforcing repentance what does repentance mean repentance doesn't mean i'm sorry repentance means i'm sorry i will never do that again what can i do to make it up to you that is repentance it is not only sympathy but is empathy It's not just niceness, but it's kindness. What's the difference? I see what is wrong. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to change my behavior. I am going to respond or react to the pain I've caused and not just say words. Because do you know how many people out here were raised to just say I'm sorry because it's the polite thing to do, and it's it's what their moms taught them to do, and it doesn't mean anything at all, and it doesn't mean that they have changed anything. And so they are saying sorry because of the appearances. They have to apologize so that they can look like the good guy. And I don't want you guys to become paranoid or distrusting, but you have to be wise. So not every time somebody says they're sorry, they mean it, you know, when somebody is sorry, based on how they act. So for me, personally, the principle I live by is, um, first of all, I give clear boundaries. But I give expectation of new behavior. And I don't believe that they're sorry until I see something different. If I don't see anything different, then they weren't sorry. So saying sorry doesn't mean anything to me. And that's how I stay logical and not emotional. Am I going to stay mad? No, I'm not going to stay mad. I'm going to stay mindful. That means that I'm going to be watching you to see if you meant what you said. And I'm going to hold you accountable to it. It is not easy to be in a relationship with me, <laughs> as you can imagine. But I learned to be that way. I started off this podcast by saying, no one is born to principle. They have to be trained. And I trained myself on how to be principle. But in the past, yeah, I used to allow people to... Um, do a lot of things to me and get away with it but not anymore number four an unprincipled woman or unprincipled person invites the same types of people back into their lives same person different name same person different packaging Right, that's right. Piece of the puzzle said that's easy, that's respect and love, principle-driven. That's correct. So this unprincipled woman, though, and and I'll tell you this, this quote, wise people learn from other people's mistakes, but an unwise person can't even learn from their own. And that's the problem. How do you know you haven't learned from your mistakes? It's because you keep allowing the same type of person to be back into your life. Now, I'm talking about people who haven't changed. I'm not not talking about people who have changed. I'm talking about people who haven't changed. And I'm, I'm talking about different people. Like, you've been used and manipulated by one person you got rid of that person but here's a new person coming with the same game you see the patterns you see the red flags and you still let that person in you're not learning from your own mistakes and the only thing that you're doing is walking away damaged and getting burnt out and that's going to hurt you in the long run right so in order to overcome that one of your principles can be that you look for familiar patterns in I- that identify people's character, and you act accordingly. Sometimes you don't even have to wait for a person to mess up, okay? If you see the pattern, I'll give you an example. And if you're just coming in, this is LeBeau's Life Lessons. We're talking about being a principled woman, and we're talking about the logical versus emotional decision-making, okay? Now, if you were in an abusive marriage, let's say you were in an abusive marriage for five years you get out of the marriage, you are very familiar now with what abusive people or an abusive person is like. You start dating somebody else and you start seeing those same little things that reminded you reminds you of your ex. But because he hasn't hit you yet, you don't do anything. He's yelling at you. You're still with him. He's lying to you. He's being controlling. He's threatening you, intimidating you. He's throwing things. He's punching a wall. But he hasn't hit you yet. So I guess you're waiting for him to hit you before you leave, right? Let's use another example. Let's say you had a friend that you thought was your friend. You find out that person was just using you, didn't like you at all, friend of me. Okay, got rid of them. Now you have another person comes into your life, And you start to notice that they're asking you for a favor here and there. Okay, oh, you need a ride. Oh, it's okay. Uh, You know, I can remember. Oh, can I borrow $20? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't bring my wallet. Can you pay for it this time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can you pick my child up from school? Blah, 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 blah. And it's a consistent back-to-back, I need this, I want that, in fact, it turns out to be anytime they call you, they want something. Now, I'm gonna let you think about that for a second, but I'm I'm about to hit you with something else. It's you. You don't even realize the reason why you're and let me say this first before I even get into that. We can attract all different types of people who we entertain. Is what's telling okay who you entertain is what's telling and what I'm saying is you don't even realize that you keep entertaining the same type of people because you haven't changed not really so when that second abusive relationship comes in it's because you really haven't changed you got rid of the other guy you got rid of the other user friend But it wasn't, you didn't really change. So people, these people can see it on you. They can see that you're gullible and you can be used. They can see that you're vulnerable and damaged and seeking approval and have low self-esteem so they can abuse you and manipulate you. You're still giving off that vibe because you're not healed and you have not grown tougher Okay, And tougher, not in a toxic way, but in a strong way, like scar tissue. When you get slashed or you have some type of bruise, scar tissue builds up in that area to toughen up. So just in case you get hit in the same way, it won't cause the same amount of damage. And emotionally, you don't have enough scar tissue that makes you resilient enough to resist these types of people. And when I say resist, I mean you have to resist them. Why? Because you are falling for the charm. They're charming. Every liar and deceiver is charming. That's how they get what they want. That's how they get to it. Because they know how to kiss people's butt, butter them up, and make them feel good about themselves. And that's why... They weasel their way into your life and into your house and into your blessings, and they're able to use you because you are your discernment is off, or you're not paying attention to the discernment. Do you know your brain is so complex? Your brain. Has a function, has different functions, and it it shoots off um, neurotransmitters, messengers. But do you know that some people's brains, their their neurotransmitters don't make it to the place they need to to send the message? So this is what I mean. Imagine that you have an airplane, a paper plane, and you throw it, and it doesn't quite make it to the trash can. Okay. Some people's brains are like that. Your brain parts, there's different parts, you know, the amygdala and all of this and prefrontal cortex, they they all communicate with each other. They all send those transmitters, but sometimes literally those transmitters do not make it to the prefrontal cortex and it doesn't get the message to you directly and you're missing the message. And I'm trying to tell you that you are still acting the same way, so you are entertaining it. So you're attracting all these different types of people, but who's the one you entertain? The manipulator, the user, the abuser. That's the person that you entertain because you have not really healed. So Joshua Williams says, so would that be considered a chemical imbalance? Yes, it's called, there's a lot of things that they call a chemical imbalance, meaning that basically the the chemicals are unbalanced for whatever reason, whether it's overproducing chemicals, underproducing chemicals, because that's the first thing they think. They think usually when somebody's neurochemistry is off that their different brain parts are not making enough of the neurotransmitters, but that's not always the case. Sometimes there's malabsorption, let's put it that way. For instance, you can eat nutritious food, but if you have malabsorption in your small intestine, what that means is that your intestine is not doing the job, it's supposed to, of pulling out all the nutrients. So you're actually um, discarding your nutrients instead of it being uh, absorbed into your body. So that is a way that your brain works, too. Sometimes it's not um, being absorbed, so you're off, okay? So you have to learn how to act accordingly. Don't just notice the red flags. Actually respond correctly. Don't wait for the guy to punch you in the eye. Get rid of him. If he if he's acting like the type of person who would put you, punch you in the eye, If she's looking like she's a user, then you need to distance yourself. See, the wise test, the naive trust, test it. Distance yourself from her. If you distance yourself from her and you say no when you usually say yes, see how she reacts. Let's see if she throws a tantrum or she don't call as much or she don't want to be bothered with you as much then you know number 5 the unprincipled woman is unable to control her emotions unable to control her emotions doesn't mean she she doesn't get overwhelmed i'm not talking about that right Joshua Williams says, so basically you have to be thorough enough to see people's true intent through tests or experience. That's right. We we trust too easily. And if you don't think that you trust too easily, just look at your past and then you know the truth. But an unprincipled woman is unable to control her emotions And so these are the women that we see acting out in the streets, acting out in public, right, that embarrass herself, her mate, her friends, her family, whatever. They are unprincipled in that regard, okay? So a principled woman, though, Maintains her persona. Persona is the base word of personality. It is who you are in public in order to maintain your image. The truth of the matter is people like to say, oh, that's being fake. Well, let me let me ask you this. Do you do everything that you do at home in front of people in public? Does that make you fake? No, it does not. You have to have a public image in order to survive and to become successful. So a principled woman knows how to keep her cool and stay calm and collected. I'll give you an example. I remember one time I was on I uh, I was supposed to be in this movie and this girl, this director, she hires me. She sends a PDF to everybody, but the PDF has hidden tabs and is very complicated. Now, I'm used to getting a call sheet, but for some reason or another, this every everything she had on the call sheet was, I guess she was trying to combine all the information in one place, and I do get that. And it was just a mistake that... Uh, Literally, it was, it was hidden in there, the time that I was supposed to be there. So I go to the set. She, she, she calls me. She says, are you coming? And I was like, I wasn't supposed to be the set today. And she was like, oh, you're supposed to be the set, blah, blah, blah. She has an attitude. Okay. Get there. Drop everything. Get there. And she looks at me, and she's wondering why I'm not dressed as the character. Well, when you show up to a movie set, they usually have um, wardrobe. So it was a lot of miscommunication, and they felt like they were communicating a lot. Well, she, uh, my daughter spoke to her. I came there. My daughter, she, she ignored my daughter. She ignored me. She walked out. She said something, I don't know, something degrading, and walked out. Um. I think she blew up first but the point is she she was very disrespectful so in that moment I looked around the room I saw another director I knew and I saw some other actors and the acting community is very small and I said to myself it's not worth it because at the end of the day I know one thing, in this community, the acting community is so small, if you get a bad re- reputation on one set, you can get blacklisted listed from, uh, from other projects. So I just completely kept my calm. The director I knew came out and talked to me, he knew it wasn't my fault. Everybody there was confused and everybody else, after she left, was talking about I couldn't understand it either. And everybody was talking about the miscommunication. So if I would have blown up, it just would have been LeBeau blowing up being a diva, right? And then they could have spread that rumor. I went on to continue to work with that other director and lots of things. Her movie never went anywhere anyway. And I would have made a fool out of myself for nothing. I went to another set years later, fast forward, a director that I considered a friend. This director, let's just put it this way, he had a thing for me, okay? And I'm going to be real with you. He had a thing for me, didn't return his affection. All right. He was always mad about that. But I still supported him, and he asked me to be on set several times. I I got on set several times, did a few projects with him. The last day of the last project, I guess that was his time to, I don't know, tell me how he really felt. He started to talk about me, and he would not stop. And all the guys that were standing around were hired by him. And all, of course, yes men that felt like this guy was going to take them somewhere, so they wasn't going to stop him. But I could see everybody around getting uncomfortable. And I told him to stop several times, and he would not stop. Um, harassing me. I could have walked out. But again, that would have been damaging to my reputation because why? They don't know what's going on. They don't know the reason why he's doing this. And so if I were to, were to act out, he could just say, oh, she's being a diva, she's this and that. And so I finished the scene calmly, grabbed my things, and I left. See, I could have walked out. And I could have ruined the entire project, all the work that everybody else had did that day. It would have been my fault, but I stayed. I did what I had to do. honored the work that everybody else was doing, and I left afterwards. Never worked with him again. He came back trying to be in my life, blocked it. But the point is (laughs) that you have to learn how to maintain your persona. If you want your your opportunities to continue and to continue to be successful, etc., you cannot let people break you. Okay? I'm not a movie star. I've been in some movies, I've been in some some commercials, I've been, you know, I do modeling and stuff like that. So, I wouldn't consider myself a movie star. All right, number 6. A, an unprincipled woman is easy to scam or con into entertaining dead-end schemes. An unprincipled woman is easy to scam or con into in entertaining dead-end schemes. So, you know, a lot of us have been in MLMs before. I'm not going to talk bad about it, but a lot of us, let's just put it this way, a lot of us have lost money one time or, or the other um, entertaining things that seem like a good idea, especially when we were younger, right? We can all admit to losing money on some type of venture that we shouldn't have not done. But some people have lost more than they should, and they keep doing this habitually, And the reason why that is is because they are unprincipled. Today, if you're just now joining, we're talking about being a principled woman and principles that we can adapt to avoid these different issues that a lot of unprincipled people deal with. But when you're unprincipled, you're easy to manipulate into a scheme because your mindset is not correct. Your mindset is to go for what's easy and not for what is long-lasting. And just having that mindset in general will hurt you in many different ways in all aspects of life. So in order to prevent, and there's a good book called The Richest Man in Babylon, very famous, popular book among very very, uh, successful people, millionaires, The Richest Man in Babylon, It does start off slow. It's like a story, but it teaches you lots of different lessons about money and how to be protective over money, okay, and how to avoid scams. It talks about that too. Here are a couple of things you can do, principles that you can live by in order to prevent yourself from being scammed into some fake opportunity. Number one, consider the reputation of the person that's telling you. If you don't know anything about them or the things you know about them have all the indicators that this person does not make logical or profitable decisions, take that into consideration. The second thing is to be cautious about new ventures that lack credibility. If you can't see for yourself that this is a credible venture that makes sense logistically and you've seen the financials, then you can stand by and wait it out, okay? A lot of people like to get in on the ground floor. What if it's Uber? What if it's this? And what if it's a new thing, et cetera, et cetera? Um, but it's always wise to be cautious with your money. Um, today's podcast is called The Principal Woman. And this is LeBeau's Life Lessons podcast. For those who are asking, okay, it's on, it's on, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor. The next thing is an unprincipled woman or person creates sabotaging habits because she's aware, she's unaware of herself. She creates sabotaging habits she's unaware of. Now. If people have to keep telling you about you, then you know you're unprincipled. If if people are always telling you about yourself and why did you do this? This was so wrong, et cetera, et cetera, then you have to real you have to take some type of accountability in that, okay? And especially if you have a track record of making bad decisions or things don't ever pan out the way that you wanted them to. Examine your patterns. That's what a principled person does. They examine their patterns and the feedback they get. They don't, some people's issue is that they only listen to themselves and their own thoughts about themselves. They don't listen to anybody. What do we call those people? Jerks most of the time. We call them jerks because they don't listen. I was listening to a TikTok of this girl. She was talking about how she had almost got kidnapped in Egypt. And one of the first things she said was in her story time was that she had heard about all of the bad things that happened in the place that she was going. But she decided to disregard it and judge for herself. And literally getting off the plane, she almost got kidnapped. So now she's trying to teach people (laughs) not to be like her, the type of person who doesn't listen to warning signs. But you have to, if, some, if you keep hearing something come back over and over and over again, like if people keep saying, you're controlling, and you're hearing it from multiple people, if you heard it from three people or more, you may be controlling. A principled person knows themselves, and they love all of themselves enough to take accountability for their whole self. I'm talking about loving your whole self. That means the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay. And you have to examine who you are to know your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities. If you don't know them, somebody else does, and they're going to take advantage of it, whether it's in a relationship, business, or a friendship. They're going to play on your weakness, which will in turn means you get played. Okay. Number eight, an unprincipled woman chooses bad leaders, partners, and friends. An unprincipled person chooses bad leaders, partners, and friends. If you want to know what a person will become, in the next five or ten years, look at the person that they look up to. Ask them, who do you look up to the most? Great way to learn about people. Great way to understand their decisions. They choose bad leaders. And this is the reason why they're doing the things that they're doing. If you look at the person that they are listening to the most, It'll explain why they move the way that they move. If the person that they listen to is narcissistic, is selfish, unkind, thoughtless, impulsive, mean-spirited, et cetera. If they're following that person, that's who they'll be. And they'll be unprincipled just like that person. But an unprincipled person, you can tell you're unprincipled if the people around you are unprincipled. If the person that you are sleeping next to is unprincipled, it shows you you. If the friends that you're around, everybody is a reflection of you, okay? The person you listen to, the person you are intimate with, and the person that you are friends with are a reflection of your mindset. And this is the, the difference in people. So a principled person, though, is very selective of people in their circle. Very selective. Why? Because we all know birds of a feather flock together. We all know that we eventually become our friends. So this is why you have to be selective. Are they moral? Are they principled? Are they wise? Always surround yourself with people who are better than you, smarter than you, wiser than you, more moral than you are they help you to elevate yourself and keep yourself accountable. And if you are surrounding your pe- yourself with people who are lower than you in that regard, it's because you are unprincipled and morally unstructured yourself. Okay? Number 9. An unprincipled woman is confused about the source of her emotions. An unprincipled person is confused about the source of their emotions. They don't know why they act the way they act. Nothing makes sense. When something happens and they do that, I don't know why I did that. Something came over me, or they blame somebody else. When I, when I started off this podcast, I was talking about Josephine Baker and how on the outside she looked very successful, but her personal life was a wreck. And I said, from the beginning, she was doomed to have this type of behavior in her personal life. What was the behavior? She was bad with money, bad with selecting her circle, bad with selecting her mates. This caused chaos, constant chaos in her life, okay? And so I said she was doomed from the beginning because why? She grew up from a poor family, her mother had instability in, in her relationship. Her father was absent. The stepfather left. And she had to get a job at nine years old. She was supporting her family. I, want, I would have to believe that this woman's mother was in survival mode at the time that they were living where there was so much racism and so much poverty. A mother or father in survival mode often does not do a good job at parenting. And when you don't do a good job at parenting, you're in survival mode, you neglect your children emotionally, they grow up to be unstable, unprincipled, and most of the time narcissists. So if she is switching husbands back and forth, it's because These issues came from the beginning. But unprincipled people, not only do they not know, most of them don't care. Or they blame uh, other people so much for their issues. They don't take any accountability for it themselves or try to uh, seek help for it. They don't know the origin, so they don't know how to heal it. They don't know where it came from, so they don't know how to fix it. They don't know what it came from or what it is, so they don't even know who to look up to. They don't know who to seek for the answers. So there's always a question and never any answers. So a principled principled woman's answer to that is understanding your core issues by seeking help before you reach your breaking point. See, when you have emotional meltdowns and you have your breaking point, there's a lot of things that happen leading up to that. You know that you're breaking down. You know that you are losing control. Are you saying anything? Are you telling anybody? Are you reaching out for help? Are you reading any books? Are you talking to a therapist? Are you even telling your friends? Or are you just keeping it to yourself? And if you keep it to yourself, you're going to act out. You're going to act out of character, mess up your public image, cause chaos in your personal life, and this is the evidence that you're unprincipled. Number 10 out of 13. Today we're talking about being a principled woman being a principled woman, a logical woman who lives by principles and not by her emotions. Number ten is they exaggerate their accomplishments, some of them, or they um, degrade themselves or ingratiate themselves where they, they talk down about themselves. There's two sides of the coin. Either they exaggerate or they down themselves, okay, There is never a fitting time to exaggerate. Here's why. If you're in front of a person who's done less than you, accomplished less than you, what is the value of exaggerating in front of them? If you're in front of a person who's accomplished more than you, what is the value of exaggerating? They've still done more than you. So there's never a time where it's fitting or classy to exaggerate. And let me tell you something, people who oversell usually have something to hide and they usually cannot deliver. That's the reason why they're overselling. Anytime someone's overselling to you, usually it's because they want something from you later. Okay? Number 11 An unprincipled woman pushes away good people. You see, it's one thing to trust the wrong person. It's another thing to distrust the right person. Don't you know you can burn yourself just as badly if you distrust the right person? When you have good and loyal people in your life that actually love you and care for you, you know how rare that is when somebody really loves you and they're on your side and they will do so much for you but you push them away because you're afraid. This is also a bad habit that unprincipled women have. And it could come from being burned by all of her bad decisions, inviting bad people into her life that she just distrusts all of her decisions. She distrusts anytime somebody comes in, like, what do you want? You want something, right? And she just is always second-guessing herself, okay? So you have to discern those good people and reward them. Don't keep them at a distance. If someone has proven to you after those tests I've talked about, someone has proven to you that they are good to you and loyal to you and they're a real friend, there should be some benefit to being in relationship with you. And it definitely should be mutual. It should not be a take or a one-sided situation. Number 12, an unprincipled woman generally lacks control over her life. An unprincipled person generally lacks control over their lives. Things just happen to them. They don't take control. But a principled person takes control. I have a saying: control the controllables, and all of the uncontrollables will be easier to deal with. It listen. Most of the things that happen to us are under our control. Okay, there are certain things. If you look at if you look at the grand scheme of somebody's life, and I love listening to biographies because it's interesting to see how when you're on the outside and this person is dead and gone, and you're able just to put their life together and say, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that, and you get to look at it. And when you look at it from a different perspective, you can see that most of the unfortunate events came in every blue moon. Your life is a collection of your decisions, mostly your decisions or your reaction to what has happened to you. There's many things that happen throughout your life that you are not in control over. What was your reaction? That is your control. That's what you're control over, okay? Control the controllables. Whatever is controllable in my life, I'm controlling it. And that way when bad things happen, my whole world doesn't dismantle. You get what I mean? Finally, number 13, remember this is a series, this is just part one of the principle woman, logical versus emotional decisions. And you can find this podcast later on today uh, on Apple, Spotify, and, and on Anchor. Number 13, an unprincipled woman's decisions are clouded by her emotions she can't make a decision because her emotions are too involved, okay? Whenever I feel it listen, I don't I'm I don't want to give this the impression that I don't have emotions or that I don't have emotions just the same as any other person. But when I have a strong emotion towards something, I try to step back and I say, "Okay, what is the worst-case scenario?" Then I play that out. Okay, if the worst case scenario happens, this is what I'll do. Okay, then I try to make sure I'm listening with my ears and not my fears, because sometimes we hear things incorrectly or we perceive things incorrectly based on our past. But this is what you should do or could do. Make emotions subject to logic. Make emotions subject to strategy. Remove emotion from where it's not useful. When I say emotions, I mean thoughts. Your thoughts are supposed to be useful to you. When they're unuseful, you're supposed to dismiss them. When they don't serve a good purpose for you, you're supposed to dismiss them. Acknowledge, then dismiss Always acknowledge, then dismiss. You cannot allow your emotions to have their way with you. I, I Imagine you're in a room. I want to give you an example. Imagine you're in a room, and in that room, there's a bunch of screaming toddlers, and they're all pulling at you. I want this, I want that, I'm hungry, I want to play, I want the tea, ah. That is what your mind is like. Your emotions are always trying to grab your attention. And most of the time, we don't acknowledge our emotions. We just dismiss them, then we have crazy dreams. But acknowledge, then you tell your emotion how and when you're going to deal with it. You don't let the emotion have its way and do what it wants with your life. Emotions pass. Okay, so this is the reason why you cannot live like that. They always say that women are emotional or too emotional. I believe that women having deep emotion adds to our intelligence. That's why it's called emotional intelligence. We're able to see things from multiple angles. Sometimes the decisions that we make are not always the best logically. But emotionally, if we make those decisions, it goes well with us. The problem is having an issue with discerning what will go well and what won't go well. And this is why I'm bringing light to this type of issue and we're trying to discern the situations and scenarios in, in cases where your emotions are not serving you, but they are serving you, okay? Or, or how to differentiate between the two. So next time we talk, I'm going to talk about what unprincipled women are motivated by, because I want you to be able to identify these issues if it's pushing you to act in ways that don't serve you in your life and I'm going to talk about how emotional thinking can affect you okay and later on we'll talk about some other things but this is number one now remember to pass this message along to those that you feel might need it and thank you for hanging out now usually this is not my day usually I do I do, uh, Tuesday and I, and, uh, but I made a logical decision and went to a great business meeting <laughs> emotionally. I was like, no, I can't miss my podcast. But I said, "Nope, I'm going to be a principal woman and do what what I need to do logically. And believe me, it paid off and I'm so glad I did, but I did miss y'all. So I came back to, to do my podcast and, uh, Make sure you're following me. Let's continue this discussion. I talk to people in my DMs about the different messages I put forth. So follow me on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and let's keep talking. But otherwise, you guys have a great day. Today was uh, LeBeau's Life Lessons, the Principal Woman Series, Part 1. Thank you guys for joining